బైబిల్ ట్రెషర్స్ టాపిక్ ట్వెల్వ్ థింకింగ్ వెల్కమ్ టు ది సౌండ్ డాక్టర్ టెలికాస్ట్ ప్రైస్ గాడ్ ఫర్ ఆల్ ద లెసన్స్ వీ ఆర్ లర్నింగ్ బై వే ఆఫ్ ది సిరీస్ ఆఫ్ టాక్స్ వీ ఆర్ స్టడీయింగ్ ద సబ్జెక్ట్ ఆఫ్ థింకింగ్ డ్యూరింగ్ ద లాస్ట్ సెవెన్ వీక్స్ friends we want to remind you again that you should always remember that the way and the pattern of your thinking will affect the entire course of your life there are two types of thinking one is natural thinking and the other one is spiritual thinking natural thinking of course is that of the unregenerated man but spiritual thinking belongs to the one who is regenerated or who is born again that means the regenerated man has the capacity to think spiritually but his thinking faculty must be trained and equipped by the word of god and the spirit of god the difference between natural thinking and spiritual thinking we would like to begin with an example in matthew's gospel 16th chapter here the lord jesus christ was telling his disciples how he would have to go to jerusalem and suffer in the hands of cruel men at that time peter did something let us read that from matthew 16 and verse 22 Then Peter took Jesus aside and began to rebuke him saying far be it from you lord this shall not happen to you but he turned and said to peter get behind me satan you are an offense to me for you are not mindful of the things of god but of the things of men things of god on one side and things of men on another side now here in this situation in the case of simon peter he was dominated by the things of men over the things of god that came under a stern rebuke from his lord and master this series of talks is just meant to do the same to correct our thinking pattern the topic that's before us is how not to think so far we have studied seven lessons number 1 do not think too much of yourself number 2 do not be over occupied with earthly things number 3 do not desire forbidden things number 4 do not overcrowd your mind number 5 do not keep your mind passive number 6 do not be over anxious about anything last week we studied lesson number 7 do not exclude god in your thinking today we will move on to lesson number 8 how not to think do not think aloud in all matters do not think aloud in all matters 
two types of people some folks are too closed and the other type they are too open now both these extremes must be avoided now in general we are not to open up before others all that we think within ourselves now that is not wisdom that is actually foolishness now turn with us to book of proverbs and look at the 14th chapter and we'll read to you verse 33 wisdom rests quietly in the heart of him who has understanding but that which is of the heart the fools is made known now if you come to the 29th chapter the same thought is repeated 11th words a fool vent all his feelings in other words a fool thinks aloud but a wise man holds them back beloved don't speak just out of impulse take time to think especially if you have to answer something turn with us to book of proverbs for an exhortation 15th chapter look at the 28th words the heart of the righteous studies how to answer but the mouth of the wicked pours out everything you know a righteous man studies he ponders over what to answer but the evil man he just pours out everything that just like that comes up that's why beloved we have the lesson today do not think aloud in all matters because beloved if you think aloud you cannot take back your words after that perhaps you may think differently at leisure but what is spoken is spoken now that's what jesus also warned in matthew's gospel 12th chapter look at verse 37 He says by your words you will be justified and by your words you will be condemned. How conclusive we are justified by our words and we are condemned by our words. So our words become decisive even though later on you can think differently. Jesus Christ was very careful to exercise self-control on his thinking while he was ministering to people. Turn with us for an illustration in John's Gospel second chapter. I'll read to you from verse 23. Jesus was in Jerusalem at the Passover during the feast. Many believed in his name when they saw the signs which he did. Many people believed looking at and watching his miracles. Immediately Jesus did not fall flat before them. Look at verse 24. But Jesus did not commit himself to them. Suppose he had said something in appreciation of the fact that they believed on him. Now that would have been a mistake. because they did not believe him for who he was but they believed him just for the beneficial miracles they received from him he was careful before he could commit himself to anyone 
Beloved, we want to tell you that this self-control is one of the fruits of the Spirit. When you find time, you go through that fruit of the Spirit in Galatians 5, 22 and 23. And there are nine fruits that are mentioned there. You find the last in that list is self-control. Now because it is said last, that doesn't mean it is the least of all the gifts. In fact, when you have self-control, you are a perfect man. We want to bring before you an example from the Old Testament. It's a very interesting example. We all know the story of Joseph. His brothers treated him very cruelly. They sold him away to the Egyptian business people. Then there was a famine in the land. All these brothers, they went to him for grains. Joseph was able to quickly identify that they were his brothers. And he did not immediately open up and say, I'm your brother. Because he was there in the hands of God, operating on the principles and the program of God. Turn with us to Genesis 42nd chapter, verse 24. He turned himself away from them and he wept. You know, when you see your brothers after so many years and still remember what all they did to you and what difficult situations you went through, you know, there were tears and outbursts that were coming up. But he did not cry before them. He went aside, withdrew himself and he wept. Now the next chapter also he did the same thing. 43rd chapter, 30th words. Now Joseph's heart yearned for his brother. So Joseph made haste and sought somewhere to weep. He went into his chamber and he wept there. He was not able to control his feelings. He went inside. He, he did not show it outside. In other words, he did not think aloud. Another example could be that person of Nehemiah. Now God chose him for a particular mission. God used him to rebuild the walls of Jerusalem which were broken down and burnt down. God put some vision and thought into his heart. Now how did he go about with what God told him? Nehemiah 2nd chapter. Look at the 12th words. I arose in the night. There were just a few men with me. And I told no one what my God had put in my heart to do unto Jerusalem. Then after he went round, uh, going around that city, in verses 16 and 17, he went one step further. The officials did not know where I had gone and what I had done, because I had not yet told the Jews and other leaders. And then in verse 17, Then I said to them, There is already reproach on us. Let us go and rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Here comes a beautiful lesson. There comes a revelation from God. We need to do a proclamation of that before man. 
you should not jump from revelation to proclamation. It's an intermediary stage. After you receive revelation, before you go on to proclamation, there should be a time pause for meditation. Time of incubation. That's the time you need to think over. Before that, don't just pour it out. Don't just think aloud. That was the example of Daniel also. You know, all these men of God had this lesson so beautifully enshrined in their life. Daniel 7th chapter, look at the 28th words. This is the end of the account. As for me, Daniel, my thoughts greatly troubled me and my countenance also changed, but I kept that matter in my heart. It was a great disturbance in my thought. Even that, that was seen on my face, nevertheless, I didn't pour out. I kept it in my heart. Is that not the example of that woman Mary whom we meet in the beginning pages of the New Testament? Now you can read that in the second chapter of Luke's Gospel. What do we read about her? The shepherds came at the announcement of the birth of Jesus to worship Jesus. And when they saw the baby, they went everywhere and made a proclamation of what they had said. But you know what we read there? The 19th words of the second chapter we read, But Mary kept these things in her heart. Then Jesus was last in the temple. We all know that for three days when he was 12 years old. Finally his parents found him out. There was a conversation between him and his mother. Then he went back and he was subject to them in Nazareth. What do you read about that? Something very interesting. Mary did not understand all that was going on. He did not go from person to person to just keep on discussing. Because the Bible says, But Mary kept all these things in her heart. Beloved, when God reveals something to you, it may be through a dream, or it may be through a vision, or it may be through a word of prophecy. Don't immediately broadcast it. Take time to consider it. That's what exactly Paul was telling the Corinthian believers. He said that if there is prophecy, let it be between two and three people. And when one person prophesies, let other people discern it. And if another man gets a revelation, others let them keep silent. We are talking about the nine gifts of the Spirit. The tenth gift is more important. You know what is that gift? Remain silent. It is the tenth gift of the Spirit. Now, if you can remain silent, so many unnecessary confusions in church life could be avoided. Another point we want to add here. Not only what we speak, but to whom we speak, that is also vital and important. That is why Jesus Christ said, Beware of throwing your pearls before swine. Not only the pearls will be destroyed, they also will turn back to you and carry you off. 
What you have may be a pearl, but before whom you say that is equally important. There is a very delicate example in the life of Paul in this matter. God chose Paul to reveal the gospel of grace unto him. And when that was revealed to him, you know what he writes to the Galatian believers? I did not go here and there broadcasting it immediately. I just chose a few select men and I shared with them. If I had not done so, my running would have been in vain. All my efforts would have become futile. So what to say, when to say, to whom to say, all these things we need to meditate. That's why we say, do not think aloud in all matters. We can open up our hearts only before very reliable, mature people of God. You can open up your heart before a servant of God like Paul. Why? Here we read in 2 Corinthians 7th chapter. 7th chapter, 2nd words. Open your hearts to us. Why? We have wronged no one. We have corrupted no one. We have defrauded no one. On the other hand, look at the third words. We are carrying you in our hearts to die together with you and then to live together with you. Beloved, selflessness on the part of the hearer is a condition for you to be opened up towards him. Not only that, if you look at the 6th chapter in the 11th verse, O Corinthians, we have spoken openly to you and our heart is wide open before you. Open up only before somebody who opens up for you. Be very careful. If you are not careful in this area, people will gather and collect information from you and they will start manipulating you. In Christian fellowship, openness should be always mutual. Only then we can have fellowship with one another. Unless openness is on either side, we cannot expect the cleansing stream or the cleansing power of the blood of Jesus. In Christianity, there is a section of uh, Christian leaders who call themselves apostles. There are some apostles today, no doubt. But there are some self-made, self-styled apostles who demand openness from people. Everything they should tell them. And they even want believers to confess their sins unto these apostles. This is outright manipulation. Anywhere you find a trace of it, please leave their church, leave their fellowship and run for life. Don't ever give room for anybody to read your mind. It is very precious before God. How not to think. Do not think aloud in all matters. God bless you.